Welcome back to the Elevated State Podcast. My name is Matt, and I'm here with my co-host, Trung. And this is the eighth episode. And the topic of today's podcast is going to be all about systems thinking, how to systemize your life. But before we get into the actionable stuff that you can take away, as per usual, to become ultra-productive in your day-to-day life and be top-notch creators... We're going to talk about Trung first because Trung has been growing on Twitter rapidly. Yeah, and I've um, been posting on Twitter for about a month and a half now. Mm -hmm. And I started out with zero likes, zero impressions, zero followers. And throughout that um, roughly 50-day time span, I've grown up to 400-ish followers right now. And that's really good. I, I wake up some mornings and I see I've gained 20 new followers. I get tons of dms flooding into my inbox and like people are asking me how are you doing this how are you doing this well we're not here to tell you how to do that specifically but it's just like the whole thing on twitter is a lot of people they post a lot of random um advice tweets and all of that jazz right but in reality Mm -hmm. if you do want to build up an audience on twitter specifically you're going to want to talk about yourself i've been on a few spaces now i've been on a hand like 10 calls with other creators now within just the past like week or so so i've been all over the place on twitter and what i've been telling people um and they've been asking me like how are you growing so quickly how are your impressions so high i've been telling them i'm just talking about myself like i'm just being me i say what i think on um subjects people care about and i talk about my story what i care about who i am And people just relate to that because there's the human touch behind it. And there's also something they can get behind because I'm also building up a movement, as I would call it. Like I'm building up a tribe. I talk about building a tribe a lot. And that's my main priority right now over there on Twitter. So all the content I'm posting is all about me. And I'm I'm leveraging myself as the leader of said movement. And people are just getting behind that. And it's really nice to see, like especially when the numbers come in, you know. But at the end of the day, like those numbers are cool, but I'm just talking about me. So I don't have to worry about brainstorming content like a lot of these other guys, right? They're sitting down thinking of what to post next and worrying about a potential creative block because they have to come up with content ideas. But when you write about yourself and you create your own movement, you don't even, you don't even have to worry about that because you're the center of attention and you're your own leader and character pretty much. And that's how you attract people over there on Twitter. Absolutely. And it's universal. It goes for every platform. Somewhere in the mix of the last two years, especially with Alex Ramosi going viral, everybody forgot that being a creator is just about connecting with your audience. People follow you for you. They don't follow you for... I mean, they might follow you for a specific reason because you have a certain goal or you talk about a certain topic. But... We've gotten to this point in the social media game where you've got these creators who are just pumping out expert hooks. If you don't know what expert hook is, it's essentially like, here's three ways to do X, Y, and Z. You don't talk about yourself. You don't talk about anything else except for the advice. Now, sure, that might have worked in 2021, and people would say, who's this guy trying to tell me what to do? Maybe he knows something. Now it's more like, okay, you're another one of those guys that's just trying to steal from me. You just want my money. If you want to make it in the creator economy, Danko says it perfectly. I don't, I don't have a specific quote for him, but I do. I can relay the, um, the advice that he gives on, on niching specifically. 
which is that you shouldn't niche because you are your own niche. As And this mm-hmm. goes not only for social media, but for in real life networking, because networking is extremely important. Um, and you, you want to have an amazing network, both online and in person. But people forget that social media is just networking online. And if you were to walk up to somebody at a marketing conference, right? Let's say you're at a marketing conference or any kind of conference. Maybe you're at, uh, I don't know, what, what's that one? You, Trung, what's the YouTubers conference? What do you call that again? Uh, like uh, pa- PAX East or PAX West or something? I don't I know. I think so. VidCon. VidCon, yeah, VidCon. Yeah, Let's VidCon. say you're at VidCon and you walk up to a fellow creator. Maybe you saw them online and you're looking to network with them. You're not going to be like, here's three ways to do X, Y, and Z. You're not going to do that because yeah. that, it makes no sense. So why are you uh, making posts for this magical, this, this idea you have of your audience? Why not just be yourself? Now, that doesn't mean to completely abandon uh, specifically with Instagram and you know, making videos. doesn't mean you completely abandon hook structure or trying to grab attention. It just means that you share real advice. On Twitter, you're able to do that in a very easy way, where on Instagram, it's a bit harder. But if you notice, the biggest creators always talk about themselves. And you might not blow up right away from doing that. You might get more traction if you talk about Jeff Bezos, right? But if you talk about yourself and you build real connection, not only will your your following be more loyal, but you know what loyalty turns into? The dollars. Easy to monetize. You don't want to be posting memes. Is it some guys that got 400,000 followers on their meme account or whatever. They're getting a million views over here, a million views over there. And guess what? They're broke. broke yeah. They're broke. And <laughs> it's never been easier to stand out on the timeline too. When on, like when you're on Twitter specifically, because that's where I'm mostly now. Because everyone, like Matt said, they're posting expert content and they want to be the guy, the girl, the leader at doing this like a specific thing right there like i know people who specialize in like building audiences and all that like that's really cool right like you should be aiming to becoming an expert in um, Mm -hmm. said topic but i remember dan co said something and he said that people will buy from him They, they would buy a product from him like a same product of let's say someone who has like 500 followers like they both release the same product but people will buy from him because he's Dan Co and they won't buy that pro- the same exact product from the other guy because he's he only has 500 followers right so like at the end of the day everyone's sharing the same content everyone's sharing the same strategies and hacks like if you scroll on the timeline you see oh you have to engage every day you have to build an audience you have to build a community share advice 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 and it's like you see the same stuff all the time, but the people who perform and the people who actually reel in new audience members and who make the money, they throw their personalities into their content. Like you follow them because of them, not just because of their content. Like their content is really cool and like advice is really cool. But at the end of the day, the majority of people on social media, if they are receiving advice, they care more about who's giving it rather than the advice itself. And that's why um, when you connect on like a more human level and talk about like your wins, your losses, like your own like story in general, like people are just going to connect more with that. And um, based off like my experimenting, I've noticed that those kinds of posts perform a lot better than advice kind of posts. Right. And I found it really interesting. This is more of a 
a big picture view on subverting from what everyone else is doing. It is a repeating thing in history where everybody's doing one thing and they're going all in on this and this is the way to do it. And then one guy says, screw this, I'm going to go the other way. And he ends up making all the cash. Like Jeff Bezos, for example, we'll bring him back into this, which we, I believe he's in the script. I believe he's actually in the script. We, um, we'll be talking about him when we get more into systems thinking. Yeah, so I find it really interesting that, you know, that one guy who decides to go away from the path reaps all the rewards. And Jeff Bezos is a perfect example of this. You know, he started a business and that business was not popular in the 90s when he started it. Online bookstore, are you kidding me? Everyone's looking at him like, who are you? Who do you think you are trying to sell books online? Barnes & Noble's looking at him like, this guy's an idiot. Guess what? Everybody went online, he caught the trend early, and he made it work. And now everybody's trying to copy Amazon, right? Yeah, and so, and, and that, that repeats countless times. So when everybody's, this isn't me saying that you should completely reject the, the hamster wheel. You probably heard the quote before, um, don't reinvent the wheel. But sometimes it does make sense. You know, if you believe something is true, just go all in on it. Just try it out for yourself and you might have unlocked it. Yeah, and the thing with like uh, experimenting and going all in, I know Matt's a lot more into video than I am. He he hammers me and he tells me that I need to create reels and write scripts and like YouTube videos and stuff. Like I, I agree, I should be doing those things. But right now my Twitter's doing really well and I wanna make that my main emphasis. Um, but that doesn't mean I have to stay away from video forever. I could always go back. But right now what's working for me is Twitter and I'm gonna go really hard into that the next few months because I'm really hyped about it and it's, a lot better suited for me because I'm more prideful of my writing. I know Matt's editing, like his team is next level, like his edits are really good. But Thank for you. me, I pride myself, yeah, but like for me, I pride myself more on like my writing, like my writing structure, my newsletter, all of that stuff, right? So while he's going hard on video, I'm going to be going hard on Twitter. And I'm assuming since you're watching this podcast, this is the viewer, I'm talking to the viewer here. Since you're watching this podcast, you've probably either seen or read Trung stuff, and you and I both know he's an amazing writer. He knows what he's doing. I'm consistently impressed by Trung's writing. It's incredible. So I just thought I had to say that since you complimented me, I'm complimenting you back. You know what you're doing. And yeah. That means a lot, bro. That means a lot. All right. Sick. So like I was saying earlier, the topic of today's video is going to be systems thinking. Now, what do I mean by systems thinking? Well, the best entrepreneurs, they always have systems. And there's an example um, that a guy I mentioned earlier, you might know of him, he's bald, he's rich, and he hangs out on yachts a lot. His name is Jeff Bezos. Now, Jeff, he's not spending eight hours a day patching up his products. He's not wasting his time doing that. You know what he's doing? He's making high-level decisions, and he even says that he's making decisions on a daily basis, two to three years out. That's how high level he is. And as solopreneurs, we can do something similar. Now, do we have billion or trillion dollar companies to run yet? No, we don't. But do we get overwhelmed? Yeah, we do. We get overwhelmed a lot. And it would make it much easier if we had systems in place to where we could easily automate a lot of that know exactly what we need to get done, know exactly what we should not be doing, 
and really just dial in on our efficiency because once you get the, there's two parts of productivity. First part is overcoming that initial hump, which is taking action, procrastination. It all falls in that bucket. Just like, I can't get to work, you know, solving that problem. Then after that, we get into how can I become efficient? And in that, in that box, you've got flow state, you've got systems, etc. So when it comes to systems, I've actually this week done a lot of thinking and implementation when it comes to my systems. And specifically, what Trung and I have done is Trung has his systems dialed in to a T. He is a systems man. Do you agree? <laughs> no, yeah, I'm I'm um I'm big time Notion nerd. I've been using Notion for well over a year now. And when I started, I was I had no idea what I was doing. It seemed all complicated, complicated, like the databases and stuff. Mm -hmm. But as time went along, I got more used to it. I really dove into studying Notion because I just love building systems and like productivity in general. So mm -hmm. I ended up going through a bunch of YouTube hours of YouTube videos and I bought some like templates that people have. Mm -hmm. And I, um, from there I like tweaked a bunch of it and I made it all my own. And um, now I gave Matt my own system and he's going to be using that pretty soon. So we're pretty mm -hmm. hyped to see it. We're pretty happy to see it. Absolutely. And, and if you'd like to pick up Trung's second brain, his free second brain template, you can do so in the description below. Trung is a notion wizard. Like he was saying, he's being humble about it, but he is absolutely a notion <laughs> wizard. If you see those templates that he does everything himself, everything himself yeah. and notion is a really, really, really powerful tool when it comes to systemizing. Um, as a solopreneur. And once you get those systems dialed in for yourself, you're able to get 10 times the results you were before because you're not relying on motivation. You're not relying on willpower and you're not relying on David Goggins. So that's good, right? And yeah. it's the key to doing anything. It's the key to doing anything. If you want to grow a personal brand, if you're like Chong or I and you're a creator, you want to grow your personal brand, getting content out faster and more efficiently and having more ideas and just having more content in the pipeline is the key to scaling your personal brain. Now also comes down to how you write too, but the first step is getting that content out. If you can't get content out consistently, you're losing the game. Same even goes for school. You know, Chong and I are both still in school. You have to have systems in place to where you have things organized, you know what you need to get done, you know what you need to avoid doing, and, and you just have everything in a specific place. Everything runs more efficiently. Yeah. And when it comes to like balancing school and like work, like Matt said, mm -hmm. it's really important that you do have those systems in place because sometimes if you don't organize your systems properly, they can overlap into one another. and. You're, the, the chances of you burning out and getting fatigued and losing focus like skyrockets because you're thinking about everything all at once and your head's all over the place and you just can't seem to zoom into one um, specific task because you're thinking about other stuff that you have going on the rest of the day, right? Like you're th one moment you're, writing, you're thinking about writing your tweets. The next moment you're thinking about doing math homework, right? Like it's so much stuff that you have to balance. And when you have proper systems in place, things are a lot easier to manage and you won't actually have to worry about um, doing tasks at certain times or like random stressors throughout the day because everything's taken care Absolutely. of ahead of time. And 
that's a really big thing, especially when you're a creator, because you have so many things going on. I know me and Matt, we both have our own newsletters. Matt's doing YouTube as well, and he has his Instagram stuff he's doing. I've slowed down on my Instagram stuff a bit, but like Matt's go Matt's doing a lot of stuff, and he needs to stay organized and on top of everything. And a lot of creators out there probably feel the same way, especially especially if you're like a younger person, right? You're in school, you're creating content, you have other family obligations, right? Your friends, all of that other stuff, the gym. And when you have these systems in place, it really frees up a bunch of your headspace. And like that's the whole goal at the end of the day when you're creating these systems is to clear up your head and let yourself focus on the things that um, truly matter. And without further ado, let's get into ways you can actually create systems in your life. Very good. Are you good? It wasn't even recording when that was going. It was counting down. Okay. So the first thing... Um, when it comes to systems, like the word system sounds pretty scary, right? You're, it, you might think it's a bunch of complicated databases and a bunch of little intricacies put together. But the simplest way to like make your own personal systems is through Notion. Notion, if you, don't, if you didn't know, Notion is like this website where you're able to build up your own like trackers and like project managers and goal managers, like all of that stuff, right? But it's completely simplified. Like you can make your own stuff within an hour um, if, if you get in practice, right? There's so many Notion templates out there that are free. You can download other people's stuff. But in my opinion, the best way to actually uh, use Notion is to get your hands into it and just figure things out on your own because only you are the one who knows how you like stuff. So just because like a system might work for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you perfectly, right? But to dive into like these systems, um, let's go over what kind of what's like what kind of systems you even want in the first place on Notion. So the first one for me, I've been using Notion for a while, and I built my own second brain, like what Matt was alluding to earlier. And in that second brain, you have access to like your life life's areas, right? So when it comes to like your life's areas, I I, I personally consider that there are six giant areas of your life there's mm. your work your physical health your headspace your self-improvement your hobbies and your relationships i break everything into those six like groups and then i work from there right so there's those six areas and then when it comes to like your goals like i also have like a goal tracker in there you can set goals you can break down your goals into projects which is really nice because when you break down um, your goals into projects, you're, you're giving yourself actionable steps and you're not hoping that you execute on a goal, right? So when you have like, these projects set in place and you see all of it in front of you every single day, like on your Notion da like dashboard, it not just motivates you, but it also keeps you like accountable to um, an extent because it's in your face every day compared to like if you were to write it down on a piece of paper in a notebook like mm -hmm. you you might not open the notebook right even if it's your daily planner you might not open it but if you're wor constantly working on your laptop as a creator like matt and i you're gonna g eventually go on notion at some point throughout the day and you're gonna see all these projects lined up so like having these project trackers goals trackers ta like task management task management trackers like these things are really really important because declutter everything from your head 
because, excuse me, because when you keep everything in your head, it's not good. One, because you're going to be stressed all the time. And two, it's just a lot harder to organize everything when you keep it in your head. So mm -hmm. dumping everything onto a second brain is really helpful. I, I've, it's changed my life because before I would used to try to keep everything in my head, all my school stuff, like content, everything. It was so much and I would lose track of things and forget certain things. And when you're able to dump all of your thoughts and like pro things you're working on and tasks onto like the second brain, it just helps you stay consistent as a creator because you're thinking of fresh ideas all the time. Absolutely. And not only is it just a tracker or just having a tracker for all your personal stuff, which is extremely important, but it's also about having systems in your business. So having content systems that you can use to know exactly like when your content's supposed to come out, have everything <clears throat> each stage. So in my content system, I've been using a content system for a long time. It's actually from a friend of mine, uh, Jay Yang's content system, absolutely incredible. But essentially the, what he has is there's different banks and inside those banks, you have stages of the production process. So you'll have ideas, you'll have drafts, you'll have when it's finalized, when it's posted and you can easily drag and drop it all the way through. And it's much better than having 80 different softwares and you're paying a thousand dollars a month for all the softwares and you're going broke, <clears throat> just trying to figure out all the softwares. You don't know what's going on at all. You don't know how to use them. Some of them you forgot about. What if you could just have, by the way, Notion's free. What if you could have one dashboard? That's it. One dashboard, every single thing you need is within that dashboard in a minimalistic format. Let me say that again, minimalistic format. Not one of those softwares that's like $400 a month and it has 80 different or more like 8 million different bells and whistles on it. You don't need any of that. Just minimalistic dashboard, okay? Having systems yeah. for each part of your life, each part of your business, it makes things much more efficient. Yeah. And when, um, like, I like how Matt mentions business because I didn't even mention that. And when it comes to my systems for my business, I have my own content system that I created, um, just for me. Like I, it's not anywhere on the internet. It's just like on my dashboard just for me. Um, and I have a bunch of like things like what Matt was saying, like the idea, like the little drag and drop thing, like the board view. I have that and I have also have like this little area where I can just brainstorm ideas, dump off certain um, inspirations I see when I come across like a tweet or something I read in an article, I can just highlight it, dump it into the my little idea bank and just sits there and I can come back and look at it later, right? Like having those little systems in place to organize everything, like that's the whole thing, right? Organization, like when you're mm -hmm. able to organize stuff, you're not going to lose stuff. You're not going to know, forget. Like, forget, right? It's everything's everything has a place and it's easy to find. And that's what you want with your systems, right? Simplicity and minimalism, like what Matt was saying. Yeah. All right. Nice. So, so the second actionable tip we have for you is using something called daily themes, which I actually got from none other than Trump himself. So with daily yeah. themes, with daily themes, essentially what these are is instead of procrastinating, being like, 
oh, I'll do my recording, you know, Wednesday. Oh, I'll do it Thursday. Maybe I'll do it Friday. Oh, I'm never going to do it, and I'm going to be broke forever. That's what people basically are telling themselves. I don't, I don't do what I tell, I don't do what I say I'm going to do. You want to stop procrastinating? The key is to use daily themes. Having a certain day every single week. Every single week, you know exactly. It's a Wednesday. Oh, it's newsletter day. Time to work on my newsletter. You don't think about it. You don't you don't second guess yourself. You're like, oh, I don't know if I should do this or if I should, you know, batch my Twitter for this week or I should do something else. No, it's like I do this. It's what I do. It's today's the day. So I've actually been implementing this within my own routine as or with, within my own schedule as I haven't really been using daily themes for that long. I recently learned about it from Trung. This is what he uses. And, you know, it, it actually works really well. Having a day specifically for doing a, a certain task. So for example, I'm free on the weekends. I'm at school all day. I, I work in an agency after school. I still have time to work on my personal brand, but by the time I get home, I'm just beat. Like all I can do is I can barely write. And it most, most often it's like, I, I just do ideation. I don't even do my finalized stuff at that time. I don't have the energy to record. So guess what? I'm going to have to find time. And this is uh, slightly, this not to get off track, but a lot of people say that they don't have time. And the reason for that is because they're putting other things in that place. And I get it. You're busy. I get it. You don't want to work after work. You know, that this is, this is the, the secret sauce right here right? Is having these daily themes. So every single Saturday, I record all of my stuff, all my YouTube videos, all my reels. And you know what that means? When Saturday rolls around, you best believe I better have my YouTube script, my reel scripts, everything has to be done. And what that does is it creates this system where every single week you're doing the same things. Success isn't luck. It's not being like, oh, today I feel motivated. So I'm going to do, I'm going to work for 16 hours and then tomorrow I'm going to sleep all day. No, that's, that, that's not how it works. It's like, you need to know what you need to do every single week to get the results you want. And not only that, you've got to be consistently raising the bar. It's not just about putting out, you know, 20 reels a month, four YouTube videos every single, every single month. Once you get there, congratulations, you did it. Now you know what you gotta do? More. And the only way to do that is by getting systemized because you'll reach a certain point where that output just gets way too complicated for you to do just off of willpower and motivation. It becomes stages. You've got so much ideation to do that you have to do it on one day. You have to be completely focused. You have to put your all in. You can't just do it when you feel it. No. And Chuck actually has a system for this. Yeah, I've completely gotten rid of like to-do lists. I don't use to-do lists. I don't even have like a I have a task manager but I don't use it because I rely on my themes to get me through my week. This has really helped me out because whenever I was using like my to-do list, I'd wake up and sometimes I just, you know, wouldn't want to do certain tasks because, you know, I just didn't feel like it that day, right? I'm sure you go through those days where your energy isn't there or something's going on and you're just not feeling well and you don't want to do it. I still have those days, but now in the back of my head, when I do have those days, I realize that like these themes, I have to do them because if I don't do them, I'm going to screw myself over kind of because it's going to get kicked back and then the next day is going to get kicked back and then the following day is going to get kicked back and that's just going to screw up the cycle, right? And 
how I do this specifically is um, like how how Matt was mentioning how he had like um, his content template earlier on in the pre in the video he was talking about like going from stage to stage to stage but for me with my themes instead of going from stage to stage to stage i make each stage like a day like monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday and then under those stages i pick a theme or two that that, that i want my focus to be um, at on that specific day right so for me every sunday i start off my newsletter ideation i think i brainstorm a topic and I research like crazy. Like I spend my entire morning researching the newsletter and getting myself ready. And on Mondays, I write the newsletter. Like that's my writing day. Monday is my writing day. Tuesday is my writing day. And then on Wednesday, I have my editing day. That's where I go over the newsletter, make some revisions, create the graphics for the newsletter, right? And I get all that stuff done. And then I schedule the newsletter for the Saturday because I drop a newsletter every Saturday. And then mm. the rest of the week, I I have themes for them, but it, the days are more flexible because I'm, I already got my newsletter out of the week. That's my main little thing, right? My newsletters, it's the longest thing I write every week. So I spend the most time on it. And the rest of the week, once I finish the newsletter, I can work on other projects. I can write out my tweets. I spend Saturday mornings writing out my tweets for the week. So I don't have to worry about it while I'm writing out my newsletters, right? Because mm. when, you, when you're writing, you don't want to be writing about a bunch of different stuff. I've noticed for me when I write on the days where I write my newsletter and my tweets, my head's a little foggy. So I've separated the two. So Saturdays are my tweet days. And then like Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays are like my newsletter days. And then like Thursday, Friday, um, depending on what I'm working on at the time, I have themes for those days too, right? And like doing this has helped me so much because I don't have to worry about um, my to-do list piling up over time. I know exactly what needs to be done. And I wake up with a sense of purpose kind of because it feels like I'm building something, right? I'm building, I'm making progress and I'm chipping away at like my, my goals. And I'm not actually worried about the day-to-day -day hassles because I know what I'm doing with these themes is eventually guiding me to um, the dream vision I have for myself, right? Mm. And at this, uh, to take to take to take things to like a whole different level, at the end of like each month, I review how my weeks went and like what themes I should switch up for the following month, and like I plan backwards. I plan out my weeks and then I plan out my days. And by doing that, it helps you know that you're making progress and it helps you stay on track because when you work backwards, you start with your um, grand vision and your big goal rather than, oh, I need to do this, this, this to get to this. But in reality, it's like you want to work backwards because if you don't work backwards, you might get pushed around by a bunch of random stuff that might pop up. And if you've ever wondered how there's those creators, like Dan Coe and others, they only work four hours a day, and you're like, how the hell do they, how do they show up on my feed every time I open my Twitter or my Instagram? How are they there? How are they posting several times a day on multiple platforms? This is exactly how. It's scientific. It's not, you might be a creative, you might be a writer, you might be a video creator. I get it. I really do. But it's all scientific. It's just about having a methodical way of getting content out because that's the only way you're going to compete everybody's trying to be a creator now and that's fine 
That means there's demand. But if you want to win the game, the way you do that is by having these systems. So just start small. You don't have to, I know all this sounds overwhelming and even getting into Tron systems is disgustingly overwhelming because he has systems for everything and you've got all of these different systems, but, but just start small. Just start with, you know, maybe you're putting all of your ideas in the same place. Maybe you're starting with a planning out your, your life, like the, the life tracker where you have the different, the different areas of your life and just putting all your thoughts in there. It just, just start small. And honestly, it's kind of like going to the gym where you get it. You, you don't want to go in the gym right away, but you know, it's good for you. You get in the gym and then you get obsessed with it. And that's what happened to both Chung and I both got obsessed with Notion. So here we are yeah. talking about Notion yeah. podcast. So, but uh, thank you for watching this week's Elevated State podcast. This was episode number eight. Like I saying, really appreciate you guys watching. If you are still watching right now or still listening, depending on what platform you are on, send us a DM. We love to connect. We love to talk to you. If you have any questions, reach out to us. We're both on, um, we're both on Instagram, both on Twitter. You can reach us pretty easily. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Peace. Let's go.